the Start Your Own Business podcast. Hear inspiring startup stories and get reliable expert advice on how to start your business and get off to the best possible start. Brought to you by Startup Donut, helping small businesses succeed. Hello, I'm Chloe Thomas, best-selling author and award-winning podcast host. Welcome to the second season of the Start Your Own Business podcast, where I get practical advice from experts and small business owners that can help you set up a new business and get off to a great start, saving time and money along the way. In this episode, we are tackling online advertising. Yes, we're talking Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, you name it. If you can advertise it on online, we will be talking about it. And our guest has got some really great ways for you to get clarity on where you should start with your online advertising and how to get started to set yourself up for the best chance of success. Before we meet her, please take time to find out about our sponsors, the Federation of Small Businesses, and how joining could be among your best business decisions. This series of the Start Your Own Business podcast is brought to you by Startup Donut in association with the Federation of Small Businesses. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed, and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your business dreams. With FSB's Startup Hub, you'll learn business law basics, discover top tips for securing funding, and hear advice from successful entrepreneurs. From startup to scale up, start your business journey with the Federation of Small Businesses. Find out more and download a free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk forward slash startup. It's time to introduce our startup expert, Charlotte Sheridan. Charlotte is the founder and director of the Small Biz Expert, which is a London-based full-service digital marketing agency that helps small business clients to grow by getting big results when marketing and advertising their brands, products, and services online. Charlotte has helped a long list of small business clients, and just one of her areas of expertise is digital advertising, whether on Google, Facebook, or other platforms. Hello, Charlotte. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about a topic that is very close to my heart, as I know it is yours. So should we get, let's get straight into it. Let's talk terms first, really obvious stuff. Digital advertising, online advertising, is there a difference? Are they really the same thing? They are pretty much exactly the same thing. You could talk about sort of digital displays and stuff like that but generally speaking the two terms are completely interchangeable it's reaching your audience where they are when they are online excellent and that is so that's that's tip number one everyone don't get worried about the about the terminology do charlotte what are the key platforms for digital advertising that that startups should be thinking about the reason i ask this is because it seems to me like there are just so many more now than they were just a couple of years ago. So it's easy to get distracted. Where where are most of your clients? Where are you seeing most startups have success? Where should they be looking? As an agency, we tend to bucket digital advertising kind of into two categories. Forgetting platforms. So, you know, not talking about TikTok or Google shopping. We talk about whether something is a push platform. So that means you are taking the product or service that you offer and putting it right in front of your target audience or pull platforms where actually when your target audience go online and are looking for something, 
they will find you. And they tend to fall broadly, broadly into the categories of either search, the Google side of things, so potentially digital advertising on Google or on other websites, and into the social media side of things. And I kind of, you know, to put it in terms that everyone gets, social media advertising is finding your, like choosing your audience and putting what you offer right in front of them when they're actually doing something else. So it's not actually that different to what we used to do with television advertising. We pick the program that we want to, you know, that we think our audience is watching, think about the time slot, put in front of, you know, and and choose that time slot. Now we can do that faster, cheaper, with a quicker turnaround on social media. Um, Being being at the top of Google, whether it's paid for or free, is a little bit like used to go in the yellow pages so that when someone was looking for your service, they could look you up. It's just all moved from where it was 25 years ago when I started doing marketing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yellow pages and TV advertising that's done online. People get, strangely, people still get it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's, It's, I find a lot of the the important things to do around digital and online advertising is to demystify. So I love the way you're talking about push and pull. And I love the way you're you're referring it back to kind of real world stuff that we're all used to. Is doing digital advertising essential for a startup? Should all startups be doing it? Not every single startup. There will be businesses where they can maybe, you know, build their business on, you know, print leaflets. But the reality is most of us, the minute we need something, we go online to find it. We're not digging out the old yellow pages. And having a digital, you know, not having a digital presence can put your business behind. Because even if we found you through a networking event, generally speaking, we're going to go and want to check you out afterwards. A bit like, you know, people that meet a new boyfriend they they initially go to <laughs> facebook or instagram and kind of check their check their background that digital presence will will help most businesses to get found by a wider audience and these days due to the volume of stuff online we've got to pay some advertising pounds to get some cut through and to actually be found haven't we yeah the reality is the old fashioned days of build you know build it and they will come with a website have long disappeared actually building your website like your shop is is just stage one actually getting people to find it is stage two and the quickest way to do that is through advertising can advertising be your solitary marketing channel or would you do it alongside other activity i guess that's a really tough question interestingly we have we have this conversation with clients a lot and we the first thing when they come to us for be it Google ads, Facebook advertising, we kind of say, what, what other activities are you carrying out? Because the reality is where you want to get to is being the chosen supplier of whatever it is that you do, whether that's a, a, a product-based business or you're an accountancy firm. You want to think that when someone goes accountant, they think of your business. And advertising will help you to reach a big audience quickly but without other marketing activities that cement why you're good. So that could be PR, it could be, it could be the content in your brochures. Without that, you will not long-term establish a brand. So advertising should be, you know, it's never a good idea to put all of your eggs in one basket 
So even with advertising, in an ideal world, you might start small bits of good idea to be diverse in your advertising platforms. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be doing more than one channel, but this is an important channel. Let's start with the pull side of it all. Mm -hmm. What would you class as the pull advertising options for the startup? So generally speaking, pull will, on the whole, be Google advertising so that when someone types something into Google, other search engines are available. (laughs) (laughs) I'll talk about Google. That if I'm searching for plumber near me, you want to be appearing at the top of that search. And the way that that works is that you pay per click. It's called pay-per-click advertising. And that means when somebody sees your advert and clicks on it, you will pay an amount for for your website to be shown up and you'll only pay when they click on that advert. Other sort of pull channels, but not so much advertising, but there is costs involved are things like search engine optimization, which is appearing organically at the top of search results. But that pull advertising is all about being where your audience are looking when they're looking for it. And we're doing this using Google, the Google Ads platform to manage it all, which obviously is something which anyone can log in. And as long as they've got a credit card within a few seconds, pretty much, they can be running an ad. Is this an area where it's possible to, to run your own ads or is this an area where you need an expert? Because it's a complicated old, old platform, Google Ads, isn't it? It is indeed. And what I kind of say is Google are very quick to take your money. They're not always so quick to make you money. And in an ideal world, I would recommend that it is a specialist area where using an expert is likely to get you better results. However, it is more than possible. Google are introducing lots and lots more automated services all of the time. Now, they won't necessarily get you the best results, but when you are starting out, they can get you some results, which obviously when you see the, you know, when you see sales or inquiries come in from that and start to build your business, you can then look to reinvest that money in more advertising, potentially with an expert. But I do say, do a little bit of research first because Google ads are probably the quickest way to lose money if you're not careful. Yeah, they are. There are an awful lot of kind of trip wires in there, which things you may not even see because you haven't expanded the right menu that will be costing you costing you dear. Charlotte, we you mentioned automations, and one of the areas I've seen and heard a lot about automations being super powerful in Google is Google Shopping campaigns, which are an e-commerce specific part of this getting found on the search engines. Could you just give us a very quick intro to what we call GSCs or Google Shopping campaigns. So Google Shopping campaigns are the, when you see results, and they're always product-based e-commerce sites. So this isn't something that you would do for a typical service-based business. It's when you have a catalogue of products that you are selling. And with those, you, again, bid. The bidding is taken care of mainly by Google. And those are the ads that you see at the top of the search engine results page so your google page when you put in let's say little black dress and you will see a a line of ads which show the product the brand and the price shopping ads are a really good way of quickly showing your wares with an audience who are sitting there ready to buy 
Nicely and concisely done. Far better than I could have done. I'd have waffled on an awful lot if I was trying to explain Google Ads. But uh, sorry, Google Shopping campaigns. But a great option for the e-commerce startup, and some of the automations work really well around that. How much, if we're doing the, you know, this the standard Google keyword search ads, or if we're doing Google Shopping campaigns, what sort of budget do we need to be thinking about per month? The honest answer is it very much depends what you are bidding what keywords you are bidding on and the reason for that is google is google ads are a live auction so therefore you are always bidding against competitors who are going after the same keywords that you are and you pay per click so if you have if you are in an industry where a lead is worth a lot of money to you the likelihood is that your competitors are quite happy to pay a higher amount, a higher amount per click. So, the answer is it like everything digital is it depends. In reality, we generally recommend a minimum spend for most search campaigns of four to five hundred a month at the absolute minimum. But we have seen results on smaller amounts than that for businesses that are perhaps less competitive with a less with a smaller margin got you so it's not it's not something we can spend 10 pounds a month on that's what we're saying you need to have some cash yes, to invest but here. the results can be quite quick and therefore you can get money to reinvest fairly rapidly and what for anyone who's going okay i've got i've got 500 pounds a month to put into this I am ready and willing to learn how to do it myself because we've, we've already covered off. We think you should probably get an expert to at least help you set it up. But if you want to go for it yourself, what would be a couple of key tips for those people to to succeed and to avoid so common pitfalls? The biggest thing that we see people trip over with Google search advertising is by being too broad in the keywords that they target. So what you are looking for is relevance. There is a massive difference between someone searching marketing agency near me versus small business marketing. The first has intent. Someone is looking for for a commercial service. The second one could be someone looking to write a blog, looking to learn themselves. So it's really important that you choose keywords that show that someone is actually looking and ready to buy because you are going to pay for every single person that clicks on your advert. So you want to make every single one of those clicks count when you're paying for each and every click. Yeah, and definitely don't bid on just the word marketing either because that's We saw someone who ran a recruitment agency bidding on the word UK and they had things like Holiday UK because they just thought, oh, we're in the UK, that'll work for us. So it is really important to do do you, you know, really think about what people are looking for when they are ready to buy, not just researching. Unless you've got loads of cash to burn, then you can do loads of money on the research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um we had well, the, the the best horror story in this this area I've got is one client who was selling fake flower oh, flower arrangements. And we were we were doing doing great stuff with them on, you know, silk flowers, fake flowers, all these kind of things. And they were desperate to bid on buy flowers. And we were like, this is a terrible idea. But they finally agreed to let them do it. We put, I think, 500 or 1,000 pounds on it. We burnt through the entire budget in two days and not a single sale because people who want flowers want fresh flowers. 
so you've got you've got to be rigorous about those keyword choices. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Right, Charlotte, that was a brilliant in introduction even to the world of pull advertising when we are allowing the customers to find you when they're actively looking for you. But we've got to talk about the other side of the coin, of course, which is push advertising. Tell us a bit about that, key platforms and where we might be doing it. Push advertising is, as I mentioned television earlier, this is about identifying your target audience and showing up where they are. In the digital landscape, quite often this means social media advertising. In terms of which platform you should use, again, think about your audience. If your audience is 50-year-old men, TikTok might not be for you, but those are places where you show up on people's feeds. Additionally, you can still use the Google network to show up when your ideal audience are browsing elsewhere online. So that could be your, you have ads on another website that can be done through the Google platform, or you can even just pay to put ads on a specific website if you really think it's for you. People use forums such as Mumsnet if they're after a parenting audience or generally speaking, most small businesses will go f- will initially go for one of the big social media platforms. So often Facebook advertising, which is actually now meta advertising. That's the new brand name that covers Facebook and Instagram in one platform. But you could be looking at Twitter. LinkedIn is another real big platform for a lot of B2B businesses. But this is about showing adverts to to your ideal client wherever they are. The biggest difference between the way that Google pay-per-click works and social media advertising tends to work is that with Google, you pay per click. With social, most social media advertising, you pay for impressions. So you pay for the number of people that see your advert, regardless of whether they click through to your website or not. So you need to make every single impression count. Yeah, that's the key thing, isn't it? We, we have to remember with the push that we are interrupting someone who's doing something else. They didn't go onto LinkedIn to see your advert. They didn't go onto TikTok to see your advert. They didn't go onto Facebook or Instagram looking for your advert. They went on there to do something else. And so your advert has to be compelling enough to convince them to abandon what they were doing and to come and spend money money with you or or inquire or, or whatever your your angle is. So it's so the creative is a and the ad itself is an awful lot more important than it is with the pull. Absolutely. Activity. And you have to understand potentially quality of lead as well. People are much warmer when they are looking for a service. However, generally speaking, that that means that the cost is higher to pay per click than the cost we kind of benchmark social media advertising on the cost per thousand impressions. That's a thousand people that see your advert. Yeah, they kind of both come in as different stages of the buying cycle as such. So if you imagine, you know, someone's walking down the high street and they walk past your billboard and they go, oh, that's interesting, but they walk on because they're on their way to lunch. That's the push side of things. So they're, they're not fully into it. But if they're walking down the high street and they're going, right, I need to buy a chocolate bar. Where's WH Smith's? And they, and they walk into WH Smith's, they're very high intent to purchase, which is the pull side of things. So it's kind of it's almost like your your push is making people aware of your brand and aware of your business and some of them are going to convert some of them are going to become leads but your pull marketing may well lead to be 
haven't, you know, the people see the push, then they see the pull and then they come through and buy. So they can work quite well hand in hand, the two, can't they? Exactly. I mean, the, the, where everyone, what every business wants to be is the first company that organization that people think of when they're looking for their business. You know, if I say smoothies, probably one brand springs to mind. And that is through, you know, what they've done over a number of years around brand and, you know, through the push marketing. And, and then when you're looking for them, you might buy through the pool. Um, we kind of say that it's a bit, you know, it's, you've said this really, but it's the difference between walking down the street and walking into a shop, then you're in the push sort of category, or walking down the street and somebody stops you and says, you know, are you interested in my product? It's, interu- it's disruptive and interruptive. And so, so we, these work really well if you run them both together. But we can still run them independently, can't we? It's still perfectly good to to run a push campaign or to run a pull campaign. Most small businesses that come to us, we will have a discussion about who their audience is and how they are likely to buy and then talk about which of these two platforms will be best for you. You know, a prime example, a locksmith's. Generally, you need it when you need it. You want it right now. You're not going to be browsing Facebook for it. You're going to call. So Google will work really well. On the flip side of this, if you sell a fantastic fashion item at a reasonable price, quite easily you could disrupt someone on whatever social media platform they're on. They pop over to your site, they buy there and then, or you're making them aware of you to buy later. Okay, I've I've distracted us into how pull and push work together, and we haven't really fully outlined uh, the push side of things, the social media advertising side of things. So let's let's go back and go totally focused on the social media side. We talked about that we're interrupting people; that the creative has to be really strong. Are we talking about kind of a four hundred, five hundred pound budget per month on this to get started and give it a good test, or is it so higher there, or lower? There's there's a figure that's bandied about a lot by social media managers, which is £10 a day. The reality is it will depend on your audience because again, although it's a different type of auction, it is still an auction. If you can imagine all of our Facebook accounts as being a little universe with billboards in it, paying to appear on the billboards of someone who is a high spender, high in demand is going to cost you a lot more than paying for the billboard of someone who doesn't buy very much off of um, online platforms and perhaps has a lower income. So the the honest advice is to test, but we kind of say as an absolute bottom benchmark for a good enhanced campaign, not just boosting social media posts, generally speaking, a minimum of 300 to 400 pounds a month is a good place to start. And we talked about how the Google Ads platform is set up to easily enable you to spend your money very quickly and not get a great return. I've always felt the Facebook ad or the meta platform is a bit the opposite. It's a bit more novice friendly. It's definitely easier to get your head around than Google Ads. But I would say in the same way, they make it very easy for you to do certain things such as boosting a post, which actually will not necessarily get you results. All of these platforms, quick to take money, not so quick to help you make money. Both of them offer some support from their own representatives. I always say take their advice with a pinch of salt because these are (laughs) salespeople. They are not advertising managers. 
but fa- of the two, Facebook's definitely the easier to get easiest to get your head around. But be sure to use Ads Manager as opposed to that really appealing button that says this post is doing better than 97% of your other posts. So boost it. That will get you attention on the platform, but it will not necessarily help you to sell your product. Yeah. And just to second that, don't boost posts. Don't spend a tenner on boosting a post. Create a proper Meta Ad Manager account. It doesn't take very long. Do proper targeting, proper posts, and you will get a much better response. Uh, We cannot labour that point enough. I don't think, can we, Charlotte? No. Boosting, never, ever boost a post. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the catnip to get you suck, sucked in and it's not a good it's not going to give you the the uh the response you're looking for so a couple of other tips for success or pitfalls to avoid with the facebook ad so, side of things again and I'm, I'm sure every guest you've had has said this knowing your audience is the most important thing there is if if i said to you you were going to pay 10 pounds for every person who saw your advert you would be very specific in telling me who you want to reach And so therefore, you won't pay £10 per person, but actually really with social media advertising, really the work starts before you get anywhere near the platform. You should be sitting and thinking, who are my ideal client or customer? What interests them? What other interests do they have? What brands are like mine that they might be interested in? And pulling all of that together before you get onto the platform. And what do they want to see from my adverts? What do we solve? Pulling that together before you ever get near the the platform is absolutely the key to success because a lot of people get bogged down in the in the technical parts of Facebook Ads Manager. You know, should I, should I use a retargeting campaign? Should I use this budget? Actually, if you know your audience well, your ads should work on any channel. So the work starts before you get anywhere near Facebook, TikTok. Or any of the others, yeah. It's, it, it is the same as that you've got to know your customer to get the, the targeting right or on the Google Ads platform to get your keywords right. And if you're not clear on who that customer is, it's going to cost you a lot more than for the return you get than it otherwise would. Which of course, as a startup, you're not going to know everything about that customer and there's an element of testing coming into this, but you're not starting with the whole of the UK and anyone in the UK, you're starting a lot, a lot more tighter than that. Otherwise, you are just going to be spending money unnecessarily. Across all of this, where does a startup start when they've got that, say, £500 a month to start investing in their online advertising? So before you, you know, neither platform wins over the other. It completely and utterly depends on your business. So the first thing you need to think about is how are our customers likely to find us? Do we have a product that is easily searchable that people are Googling? Plenty of people have a product that people aren't Googling. You know, but if it is a very clear, what would you do to find your product? If you would Google it, consider Google advertising. If you have a product like, say, fashion or an innovation or even a service that maybe people aren't aware of, then it is worth thinking, I actually need to get people talking about this and push it in front of them because we don't, they don't know that we exist. It's all about the audience. Excellent rundown there, Charlotte. That was absolutely perfect. Now, before we say goodbye, could you let the listeners know how they can find you and your business on the web, please? So we can be found at www.thesmallbizexpert.co.uk. 
or find me online um, on LinkedIn, Charlotte Sheridan, Small Biz Expert. Excellent. Thanks, Charlotte. You have made online advertising so clear. It's been absolutely brilliant. I know will have helped a lot of the audience. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us all. Thank you for having me. There you go. Online advertising, an essential part of your startup marketing mix, because there's so much noise in the online space. You've got to put some money behind behind your message if you want people to be able to find you and people to, to learn about your business. I loved that push and pull piece um, that Charlotte took us through there. So push is like the TV advertising. You're making people aware that your business exists and interrupting them to attract them to come to your website, to come to your business. Lots of channels you can do that on. The most popular one these days is is the Meta Ads platform, which powers ads across both Facebook and Instagram. But as Charlotte said, look at your customers, think about your customer journey and how they buy. Is that the place where they're going to be, where you're going to get the best results? Secondly, then we had the pull activity, which is making sure that people who are looking for you and your services can find you. And in the UK, that basically means keyword ads on the Google ads platform. As Charlotte said, it's a complicated place, well worth getting someone, even if it's just to coach you in getting it set up and show you how to optimize it really worth spending some of your budget on that. Um, And if you're an e-commerce store, so you're selling product online, then you might want to take a look at the Google Shopping Campaigns piece, which are those pictures of products that you see in the search results. And then thirdly, the two can work really well together. So the, the combination of the pull and the push online advertising can be a lot more valuable and bring you a lot more sales than just doing one or the other. But of course, that's a little bit down the line. So work out uh, through following Charlotte's advice, which one you should start with, optimize that, get it working well, then layer the second one in if it's relevant for your business. We covered a lot of ground in this episode. So to help you, you can find the summary notes for this episode and links to lots of free resources about online advertising by visiting www.startupdonut.co.uk and that's donut spelt D-O-N-U-T. Visiting www.startupdonut.co.uk could also really help you to save time and money. This series exists to help you complete key tasks and negotiate challenges when setting up and establishing your new business. So next up, we're going to be covering a topic that's very close to my heart, sustainability and making your business carbon neutral. We'll be covering what it all actually means, why you should consider doing it and sharing some key tips for getting started. And if you're enjoying the series, picking up valuable tips, please do spread the word to others you know who are setting up a business or thinking about it. Thanks to FSB for making both series possible. And do not forget to download their free startup guide. Details coming up in a moment. Running your own business is exciting. You've got a great idea, the ambition to succeed, and lots of questions about how you can make your business a success. That's why the Federation of Small Businesses is behind you every step of the way, whatever your business dreams. With FSB's Startup Hub, you'll learn business law basics, discover top tips for securing funding, and hear advice from successful entrepreneurs. From startup to scale up, 
Start your business journey with the Federation of Small Businesses. Find out more and download a free startup guide today by visiting fsb.org.uk slash start.